Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. We're back! Yeah, baby! Uh, it must have been so difficult. I just want the people to know that we were praying for you. It must have been so difficult. It, the 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 feelings of despair and I did, you know I haven't even checked the emails because I'm afraid there's oh just going to be oh my gosh numbers of them despondent. It was actually really fun. We did a, a conference when we announced that we were going to take two weeks off. That weekend we had a conference and a couple of people came up and they were like joking like I don't know what we're going to do without the podcast. <laughs> That's right. But it was really what sweet. It was I met sweet, this, though. this yeah. one couple that were really wonderful. They they download the podcast and I think they said they drive to church on Wednesday and it's about 30 minutes away and they always listen to the podcast on the way to church. So nice. they said we don't know what we're going to do. They're just going to drive around in circles. That's right. But it's good to be back. It's really great to be back. And yeah, thanks for all of you that were just so kind and actually said, we'll miss you. I'm like, oh, I'll miss you too. That's great. But here we are back in episode 45. Season two, baby. Is that what we're doing? I think so. It's, it's, it's the cool thing to have seasons. There's four seasons in a year. Yeah, there is. So we are beginning season two. It could still be episode whatever number, Okay, we're now beginning season two. Like and se- we're going to see a big difference in like season, season two. Like season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen that yet? I saw it with you. Well, you saw an episode of me. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> what was your favorite show growing up? Like if you could look back and think, oh my gosh, that show was, honestly, was honestly, my bomb. The show I probably watched the most was MASH. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just thought that was a funny show. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, probably MASH. Okay. Yeah, probably. Okay. You? I think Family Ties. Oh, okay. It shows that you're a little bit younger than I am. I am, but that... That was a good you show, You don't need too. a lot to that show that. Alex. Just watch that the video. Alex, right? Yeah, Alex P. Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically played by Michael J. Fox. Ironically. Well, I'm just saying like the middle initial oh, vibe. Okay. But you know, I kind was, of, I, I like resonated with Alex P. Keaton. I'm sure you did. Yeah. he was. <laughs> I did because he was like that conservative kid. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's, that's and then I'm it was saying. fun. And then he was in um, Back to the Future. And suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Season two. Here we go. All right. Season two. Do we need a subtitle for season two? Season two, the sports you missed while you were away. <laughs> did you see the no hit? Did you hear about the no hitter last night? Oh, did it happen? No. Tell okay, me more. Okay. So there's this, this. This would have been Saturday night for those of you listening, right? It's okay. All right. The, it was actually. And by the way, this is another late night podcast. Yeah, yeah, which, so. <laughs> which is not a good thing. So actually it was in the weekend, right? And um, guy, first time major league start, first start ever. He's a rookie, first time as a starter, through a no-hitter. It's only happened four times in 120 years of baseball. Wait, a no-hitter or the first, a guy doing it for the first time? The guy, first time, begin, first major league appearance yeah. as a starter. So okay. it's the first time rookie, starter, wow. first time out there, bam, no-hitter. But this isn't the other one that we talked about where the umpire was crying. No, no. What no. was that called? A perfect game. That was a perfect game, right. Okay, but right. a no-hitter is still very good. no-hitter is still very good. What was very the good. team? The Arizona Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizonas? Yeah, Arizona Diamondbacks, which mm. was really great. All right, so there was that that happened. Number yeah. two was the Field of Dreams baseball game. And did you see the Field of Dreams movie? Yeah. We, we had this conversation about how it's essentially Star Wars in Iowa. Yeah, okay, I remember that now. Just a great movie, although podcast I listened to called it a good movie. You're wrong. It's a great movie. But they had a game it's, there. It's okay. It was the White Sox and the Yankees 
they came out when the beginning of the game, they walk out, out of the, the cornfields. <laughs> Kevin Costner <laughs> leads them out. I'm sitting there. My Wait, brother, did this actually happen? Was this like an exhibition game? Yes, or like yeah, a no, it was game? a real game. Major League uh, built this beautiful park. My little brother sends me a text and goes, are you watching this? He goes, oh, I forgot it was. I'm going to go and watch it. Like I'm crying like a baby. It was, <laughs> it was great. It was great. <laughs> They're just trying to make up for moving the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. But it was is phenomenal. It was a great game too. Bottom of the ninth, home run by the White Sox. White Sox number one team in the country, as I'm sure you know. Of being course, Chicago being boy. Chicago. No, I hate the White Sox. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. But they go to the World Series. You're going to be wearing a White Sox hat. I, I know. I don't know if I told you the story. So I'm as you, many of you know, I'm not really into baseball, and um, I was at it was a Chili's in Arizona. I don't know why I remember this at the airport. And just eating my food, and it was the World Series, and the White Sox were in it with against some other team because you have to have two teams, apparently, in the World Series. So I'm thinking, hey, a Chicago team, that's awesome. And they took the field, and I was like, I hope they lose. I want them all to lose. Like, it was just so bad. It was a weird thing for somebody that doesn't care about such things. It's like I just got wired in my youth to love the Cubs and hate the White Sox. We used to, in school, um, if we got straight A's, you got free tickets to go to Comiskey Park. And I often got free tickets to go to Comiskey Park. And I went once. You and I are so different. And, um, I mean, I I just hated it. But even then, that was when I was liking going to Wrigley Field. And I would just, so every semester, I would just turn down the free tickets. But I went with my dad. And this is a happy memory. I remember, I think the White Sox came on, and I might have booed, or other people were booing. But there was booing going on. And as a young child, I started to boo with it. And I remember my dad looked at me and he said, son, rices don't boo. Nice. And that was kind of a cool little lesson. There you go. There you go. That's, that's like become like a phrase in my family. Like whenever at sporting events, I'm like, rices don't boo. There you go. All right. We're so very I'm, positive. I'm just going to finish up my last little um, triad things. All right. So there was those two games. And okay. then one of the cool things that happened on campus, I think it was the 8th of August, we had a fundraiser for our athletics. Uh, oh, club, the, uh, the Olympic team. Bob, I was like a 12-year-old, all right? So we had three members of the U.S., 1980 U.S. Olympic gold wow. medal team. Yeah. And they were the gonna, Miracle on Ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were supposed to come last year, but because of COVID, they didn't. And I was like heartbroken. That was the last thing I had to cancel. It's like, I'm not going to do it. It's like, Father Dave, like it's supposed to happen in three days. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right, maybe all right. we should do it, yeah. But then, but they, they said, no, no, we'd love to come back. And I mean, again, I was a 15-year-old kid when the United States beat the Soviets. Mm. And then they went on to beat Finland for the gold. And it, was, it wasn't it was just a hockey game. It was everything going on in the States at the time. Right. And, Cold and America, War. Right, right. It was just, so to meet these guys was just phenomenal. I mean, I, I don't fanboy. I really, that's just not, it's just not my personality. But these guys, there was just something about what they represented. And it was really cool. Eruzioni, who was the captain. Was he, he said, there? Yeah, it was Eruzioni and Ken Morrow. And uh, one of the assistant coaches, Ken Morrow, who, who I honestly didn't know very well. I didn't know any of them very well, but I didn't yeah. know of him. Just a phenomenally amazing guy. I mean, mm-hmm. just really, really great. But Eruzioni said, he, he said, we need another 1980. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, with everything going on in the country right now. Yeah, we could use a win. Yeah, he said, just that 1980. And it just lifted the spirits of the, uh, of the country. And there's something about the Olympics and now that they're over that there, there's a unity that happens. Right. So it wasn't, it was more, in fact, I was amazed at the number of people 
Friday, it was a Thursday night who got emotional because it, it was more than a hockey game. It was the country and difficulty and struggles and coming together. It was, so it was a phenomenal night. They got, give me a little puck with side by it. So, oh, that's awesome. So I'm done. This is the end of our sports program. No, 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 it's not. It's not. You get to share your sports stuff. Yeah. This, but, should, this should be good. Well, no, it's just the Olympics are over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're right. It wasn't a, um, I mean, it seems like the thing that got the most attention was Simone Biles not doing everything, yeah, yeah. you know, and God bless her, you know, I mean, um, but it's just so weird. I don't know if it was because of the time zone and in the internet age, like you can't not find out who won what by the time it, it comes on in the evening. I don't know if it was like NBC. I guess they had ratings issues. So. And so they weren't putting it prime time like they normally did. But I just felt like, did the Olympics happen? Yeah, like, I guess funny. they did. Kind and, of come and go. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed by it. Team USA won in basketball. Yep. yep that was kind of cool. Yep. And that was like a lot of, surprising for them a comeback because they started off horribly. One of the gals that I loved, she she won the four hundred meter. Um, was it swimming or running? No, no, running four hundred okay. meter hurdles. Every time she talked, she witnessed to the Lord. Praise God! It's so beautiful. She broke the world record, and she's like so composed. And she says, "Records will come and go," you know. And then she talks about how the Lord has been faithful in her life, and just. I, every time it, it was, you know, sometimes people do it and you almost feel like they're doing it because they're right. forced. I don't know. Right. But it was just so authentic and so beautiful. And that's great. Yeah. So th I was actually inspired by the number of people who, who gave witness to the Lord. I mean, the gal, the gal who won the marathon, uh, hmm. Catholic girl, okay. was only the third marathon she ever ran in her life. What? And she got, she won it. She got a bronze medal. Okay. Third marathon ever. We're actually, she's she's amazing. We'd love to get her to come and, and speak to us. How do you students. get on that team if you've only run three marathons? I don't know. How many marathons I, have you run? Do you know how you know? Do you know how you know who's <laughs> run a marathon? Don't worry, they'll tell you. Keep going, Bob. I ran a marathon. I know who was right. coming. Yeah. Um, You're the jock in and this the Tampa group. Bay, yeah, totally. That's such a low bar. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lose, Denver Broncos won. Because preseason scores matter <laughs> matter so much. Yeah, it's interesting. They beat the Vikings. We're, I guess we're not through with the Vikings. This is interesting. They beat the Vikings, and the quarterback of the, of the Vikings got, said he's not going to get vaccinated. Oh, again, it's it's the the world that we're living in. It's now mm -hmm. shamed or not shamed, and I mean, yeah. he's just it's unbelievable. He's choosing not to do that. And again, I think. My personal feeling is if an individual wants to get the vaccination, that's great. Yeah. What I don't think should happen is somebody be forced to do it. Yeah. You know, that's what I, what I struggle with is, is the government forcing us to do that. Again, I'm totally fine if people want to do that. Right. But I think especially since it's come out that a vaccine doesn't stop you from getting or spreading kind of, I kind of was like, well, okay, you know, the idea of if the vaccine, you can't get it and you can't spread it. And if you don't get it, you can spread it to others. It's like, yeah, okay, that's not cool. But now that that's come out, I think the argument is even weaker. And it's it like, mitigates it. It does mitigate it. And for the person that, that gets it, right, which right, again right. is like, so you get it if you want it. Yep. And yep. yeah, no, I'm 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 kind of but I'm kind of with you on that. But it is a very tense subject. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's yeah. all right. There was an article in USA Today on it said um, why it's fine to walk away from friendships of people who don't get vaccinated, and it's yeah. like. Come on, people. I yeah. Mean, it's just, it, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. And that's where we need to be able to speak civility and love and charity right. in the midst of that. That, that this, this 
you know, just the shame. And we've talked about this before. We need to be charitable to one another. Yeah. We just need to be charitable Amen. with one another. So, Amen. Amen. So that's my sports update. Uh, it's good to be back. I haven't seen you. Actually, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's nice to, be to back. see you. Great. Did you see the no. Tampa Bay no. Super Bowl ring? No. Bling? Is it like just over the top? Well, it's insane. It's just it's a picture insane. of Tom Brady. It is, isn't it? No, no. It's just Tom Brady on <laughs> it. Could it could be. Yeah, it it yeah. could be. No, it's Gazelle. Yeah. Um, it is, it's huge, but you screw off the top. No, you do not. And inside a is a little replica of Raymond James Stadium. That's pretty cool. Because they wanted to do it to celebrate the fact that it's the first home team oh, to win that's it. ever oh, that's won cool. a Super that's Bowl. A, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, and it is actually Bob, do you think amazing. what percentage of the people listening are thinking, why did I start listening again? I think we lost half our listeners okay. when you dove into your vaccine <laughs> monologue. Tirade. Tirade, <laughs> exactly. Anyway. How dare anyway. you, sir? Anyway. Father so, Dave, do you know what high-paying profession experts, wait, expects 11% growth over the next eight years? That's a lot of numbers. I'm going to try again. Father Dave, do you know what high-paying profession expects 11% growth over the next eight years? First off, that's two numbers, so it's not a lot of numbers. It's two. But it's percentages but and on. years. That's like 365 gee, days. Gee, Bob, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you. I'm sure you will. It's the information technology field. And to meet this ever-growing demand, Franciscan now offers a bachelor's degree in software engineering with the option for a minor in cybersecurity. Amen, baby. That's, 100% that's graduation cool rate with jobs. This program puts a big emphasis on developing ethically trained graduates employers can trust to handle sensitive information. Classes you'll only find at Franciscan include ethics in cyber... Ooh, ethics in cyberspace, dun, space, dun, space, dun. space, and Catholicism, science, and technology. And you'll only find that here. That's cool. Faculty with over 20 years' experience will make sure students get lots of hands-on learning. That They don't need 20 years' experience. They just need five. Okay. Right? I'm saying because, like, the internet is young. Okay. But they have over 20 years' experience, and they'll make sure students get lots of hands-on learning and help them obtain internships that can lead to immediate employment after graduation. Find out more about Franciscan University's software engineering and cybersecurity programs at franciscan.edu. That's on the internet. That's franciscan.edu. You know what's really cool about this is it's a, one of our new programs. As we've been doing our planning and trying to reach a broader population, engineering was one mm -hmm. of the ones that came up. So this year we're starting this and the next year mechanical engineering. So that, it's actually kind of – That's awesome. Yeah, it is kind of an exciting time at the university yeah. to, to be able to offer these programs. Ethics in cyberspace just sounds so freaking cool. You know, when I got my law degree, one of the things I took on was that you did, I didn't realize how much there is that goes into that. Really? Yeah, yeah, the – yeah. Give me an example. You, you took a class called Ethics in Cyberspace? Um, legal, legalities in Cyberspace. One okay. of them was how you hide things to that you want to um, you want to no longer subscribe. That okay. de, what is it? And it's not desubscribe. You, you unsubscribe. Undescribe. Where that's put. You know, and ethically puts it where, where they make it easy. Somebody who's not being very ethical, they make it hard. They make it yeah. vague. They make you have to go look for it. So that's a very simple thing that we talked about. Oh, is wow. what, what does one have a responsibility to help serve the individual rather than trying to make it more difficult for them? Yeah, that is interesting. That is interesting. Thanks. That's fantastic. So check that out, franciscan.edu. Yeah, that is really exciting. Yeah. And it is so important that we're kind of going into fields such as that because that is what we are facing. 
Yep. So in, we in both we both got back. Uh, I went on uh, vacation. I was great. I was able to get away with one of my Franciscan brothers, Father Joe, and I were both celebrating 25 25th anniversary. So we got That's away awesome. to a beach and just chilled out and and relaxed and you know, played in the water. So it was it was great. It was honestly, and I really did try to unplug and good not check a lot of emails. So I was pretty pleased about how I did that. Yeah. So it was great. It was That's great. Awesome. But it's great to be back. And you went on retreat. I did. Yeah, I went on a retreat. Uh, it's my last retreat before uh, ordination. So that was, that was kind of the theme. I guess that's a canonical yep. requirement. Yep. yep, everybody has to. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, we went out down to uh, Lower City, which is about an hour and 15 minutes outside of Steubenville. It's a parish that was, I guess it's not shut down, but, you know, clustered with other things. And it's become a nice church and rectory retreat center, uh, you know, for the diocese. And a lot of my formations happened there, so it's kind of become a very special place. Nice. Uh, Jenny came with me, which was fun. She came for the first few days. The theme was healing. It was actually a, a bit of a follow-up to healing the whole person retreat that I had talked about a number of a number of months ago. And it's, it was just so great. I mean, I did the similar thing. I just completely unplugged. You know, I had a phone. I checked texts from family, but I... Didn't check my email. I didn't go on any apps. I didn't do anything like that. It almost feels like it takes a few days to yes, decompress. Absolutely. And for me, it was like literally right after the conferences. I mean, I played the last, you know, note of defending the faith, and three hours later, I was on retreat. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit hectic, and it, it took me a couple of days just to unwind and relax and and be quiet before the Lord. But what I loved about this particular retreat, so the theme was healing, and uh, Margaret Vasquez led it. She was outstanding. She does a lot of trauma therapy. And, well, you know, in addition to the spiritual components, um, she and also Sister Catherine, who was a TOR sister, who was also a trained clinical psychologist, just talked a lot about, like, brain stuff, you know, like how much grace builds on nature right. and... Uh, left brain, right brain, uh, you know, activities, you know, a lot of what they were sharing was that a lot of the trauma that we experience in our life are, is, is in the right brain. It's in our memories. It's in our emotion. Mm-hmm. And the right brain has no sense of time. I thought this was really fascinating. It has no sense of time, which is why something that you may have even felt, you know, happened to you 20 or 30 years ago feels immediate, because it's locked in the right brain. And one of the things they talked about was trying to get the left brain in on those moments and just give it a sense of perspective, whether it is like journaling, for Mm -hmm. example, is Mm -hmm. a left brain activity. Uh, This was interesting, just going for a walk Mm -hmm. and talking about it, that I guess they call it bilateral stimulation. Um, And and just little simple tools like that, but they they were really like profound. One of the things that that I think is cool about that, Bob, is that I think there's a danger that we see healing as only a spiritual thing, is, yeah. that, is that we need to pray for healing, which obviously we do, and right. as if God just magically comes in there and heals, which he does, but we can also avail ourselves to that better, you know? Yeah. The, like you said, grace built on nature, that there is a way that, again, not Pelagianism, but by our <laughs> efforts, right, by our efforts right. and by our availability and by understanding how our, our, our mind works. Right, that's good, our participation. Yeah. That, that it really allows. The problem is is that sometimes we don't do that. Mm. We just kind of want to just stop and, and be quiet and just be silent and yeah. say, okay, do what you're going to do. And, and, and God <laughs> works in that, right? Yeah. Thank the Lord. But there's also things that we can do that can help facilitate and participate that. 
Yeah, even something as simple as going for a walk, you know, which I already knew instinctively, you know, if I'm feeling a bit hot-headed, I go for a walk. But just like having somebody explain, well, what you're doing when you're going for a walk is you're taking the overactivity of your right brain, and now you're doing a physical motion, and that actually just kind of naturally gets the right and the left brain back together so that you can have a a, a better perspective on, on what's happening. And, yeah. you know, the Lord you know, gives us so many opportunities like that. And, you know, like many of us will, if we have a headache, we, we pop an aspirin, you know, we're not even thinking about it. Um, you know, we're open to a lot of things in, in medicine. And I think just using those natural things in terms of a spiritual connection, I, I just found very, I mean, personally, I was really healed. Um, I'd shared a month ago about, um, you know, going on a healing retreat and just dealing with some issues with my father and, and some forgiveness of my father this God just let me pick that right up where I oh, left cool. off. And you know what moved it moved from reconciliation to gratitude. That mm. was really beautiful. Just seeing again that perspective of a guy who did the best he could and did a lot of great things, a lot of the wonderful things I learned from him. Um, you know, rices a, don't boo. Rices don't boo. You see, that's that's just a part of it. And yeah, even that memory actually was yeah, part yeah, of the, yeah, was yeah, part yeah. of the retreat. That's why I was able to bring it up so quickly. Um, he took me to uh, see Batman and Robin at a mall once. It it was like in Schaumburg. It was like forty five minutes away. And I just remember him saying, "And I wanted to go so bad." And he said, "I'll take you." We didn't do a lot together, and yeah, just yeah. the fact that he did that. Yeah, that's and, and he was and he was trying. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he was trying, and and so just a beautiful, just a beautiful gift of putting all that in perspective, and and yeah, just feeling healed. You know, yeah. In I that think sense. one of the things you said that's important too is that sense of of trauma, hurt, pain, suffering doesn't know time. Yeah, and, and why that's important for us to understand is sometimes we'll be in situations, and our response is we just go postal. Right. And it's like, why did you do that? Why did we react that way? Because it's not what we realize is it's it's the feeling that we still have, right? Yeah. That that feeling of being frightened, that feeling of being abandoned, that feeling of not being seen. And we have a situation that happens today that feels the same way as it did 20 years ago, right. 30 years ago, and then you begin to operate out of that. Yeah. Well, as soon as you begin to understand that and see that, you say, okay, Lord, and this is one of the things I love is whenever I pray, I always pray, come with your light and your truth, yeah. you know? Shine your light in this situation. What's the root of it? What's the cause of it? Where did this come from? Why did I react to the friar this way when it was just so inappropriate or so right. over the top, right? Or, or to your spouse. And the more you can understand that and and recognize what's going on, then, like you said, you, the greater possibility of being healed is. Yeah. Another cool thing that Margaret was talking about early on was, you know, letting the Lord into those moments, you know, and finding what was good in those moments. And I was immediately brought to um, a moment that was probably one of the lowest, maybe the lowest moment of my life as a child, at least. I was uh, relentlessly picked on by kids at the school. They, they let me leave early, you know, to get home so I wouldn't get picked on. That was kind of an interesting solution. <laughs> in retrospect, it's like, why didn't you talk to those kids? But it was the 80s, and what are you mm-hmm. going to do? And there was a day that they caught up to me and they kind of beat me up. Like I was, I could see my house and they were beating so me up close. and it was just, and, and I've gone back to that many times, a feeling of helplessness, a feeling of just failure, weakness, these things. So, so Margaret says, you know, you need to think of like 
moments, you know, that are, that are good. I don't want to start crying, but moments that are good. And I just immediately thought, okay, well, here's a moment that there was nothing absolutely good in it. The Lord brought me back to that moment. And I, uh, and he reminded me of what happened right before that, which was actually, I was about to make it home. One of the kids had a 10 speed bike. So he was like the fastest kid. Not even fair. He caught up to me and he said, Bob, we just want to talk. We don't want to fight. We just want to talk. So I actually hit the brakes and let them come to me. Now, it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that kid that said he wanted to talk felt really bad about it. He, he, was, he was kind of one of the better of, of the yeah. kids. But I was able to go, wait a second. Wait a second, little Bob Rice. You did something amazing. You hit the brakes. You could have just kept hauling ass and getting home. You actually faced these guys. Yeah. And... You survived it. Yeah, yeah. You know, That's and cool. and that actually like was such a huge like what you know that that moment of God being present there, and I just felt like and, and God was like I was there too, and the angels were there, yeah. and you know I didn't get a broken bone or a fat lip or anything. Mm-hmm. I I don't even remember how I got home. You know, it's almost like the God the Father just carried me there. But all of those things really, you know, those those areas that we just don't want to look at or think yeah. about. And then you and let God in that. You let the light in that. And it, yeah, and and it can and, set and, you free. And often is because of those events, we begin to tell ourselves lies. Yeah. You know, it's what, what do you begin to believe? Well, you know, I suck. I'm, yeah. I'm no good. I'm Helpless, not as good as right? I'm healthy. And then yeah. and that's where the Lord speaks the truth. But what you said is really important, Bobby, and it's so counterintuitive. And that is a lot of people spend so much time trying to forget and trying to get rid of and trying not to look at. And the reality is, is, the healing takes place when we actually do look at it. And I was yeah. think of the text from Numbers when, you know, the people are complaining. The Lord sends the serpent. The serpent bites them. Moses repents and he says, "Okay, now, um, if they get bitten, they need to look at the serpent." And that, I mean, that's a big thing. Look at the source of your suffering. But that's what the Lord invites us to do. Yeah. And and then obviously in John three, when Jesus says, "Unless the Son of Man is lifted up, so the the crucifixion, we look on the cross, we look on the suffering, we actually find healing." And that's. It's not an easy thing to do yeah, isn't right. it? because everything, everything in the world says, forget it, you know, stuff it down. Don't look at it. Drink it away. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But you need to be able to look at it. <laughs> there you go. You have your little drink there. <laughs> Amen. Well, speaking of pain, um, Haiti oh my is going through such a tough time. And we want to share with you a recording of a good friend of ours, Father Louis Morosny, who is down in Haiti. Uh, and um, yeah, need needs your help. That's kind of our plug for today. Yeah, yeah. So here it is. Father Dave Pavanka, Dr. Bob Rice, dear brothers and sisters listening, this is Father Louis Morazani. I'm a missionary priest in Haiti, a graduate of Franciscan University, and I run Mission to the Beloved, a nonprofit five hundred one c three organization based out of Steubenville, Ohio. We have a mission of preaching the gospel and serving the poor and our mission just got bigger and more difficult with this earthquake that just hit our beloved Haiti, especially in the southern area. The earthquake is only a few miles of the coast of my town of Ansavo, and therefore it's destroyed many, many, many homes, many churches, and has killed many people in the greater south. In my own town, our church has been rendered dysfunctional or uh, no longer safe for us to worship in it so we had to get out this today we had mass outside and every day to come probably for the next i don't know how many months 
at all years. Um, our victory stands, but we do not trust it completely to go back into it immediately. Many other churches and rectories have fallen and many people are suffering. Uh, as you may know, this has come at a time when Haiti is already in the midst of other crisis, uh, crises. For example, we have the major 2010 earthquake that killed between two to 300,000 people. Um, we are in the midst of a pandemic in Haiti. We are in the midst of a political crisis where our president has been assassinated. We still don't have a president. And, uh, and so because we already have a poor infrastructure and the people are already so poor that it was easy for this earthquake to just take down so many homes. Uh, in my own town, there are dozens of homes Plus, in my greater parish community, in my small chapels, the small villages, I would say hundreds of homes have fallen. In some villages, it's almost all the homes that have fallen. And so everyone is sleeping outside uh, currently. We need a lot of aid. We need a lot of prayers. We need a lot of love. Currently, besides the prayers, we are receiving donations to help people as much as possible. Uh, we're going to distribute some food that we have left over. We're going to give to the people that are most affected. We're going to need more food in the future. It'll probably be easier to get some of these items here in Haiti to buy locally, both to help the local economy and also to get things faster. And so we are receiving donations on our webpage at missiontothebeloved.com, where we'll be updating information and also on our Facebook page, uh, mission to the beloved. Thank you for listening to our plea, to the plea of the Haitian people. Uh, we're trying to be the presence of Christ in the midst of a suffering nation, a nation that's been suffering for so long. It'll be good to know that they have friends in other places who love them, who see them, and who hear them. Thank you for seeing, thank you for hearing, thank you for loving the Haitian people. Please help as much as you can. Mission to the beloved.com. Thank you, Father Dave. Thank you, Dr. Bob Rice. And thank you, all of you, to all of you that's uh, listening, that's going to help in any way you can. God bless and uh, much love to you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I just, you know, when this thing happened, I've, I've actually been to the area of Haiti. The other area that got damaged so much was Jeremy, and I've been there a number of times. Yeah. And it's kind of like, Lord, yeah. <laughs> throw them a bone. You know? And that, they just, have a tropical storm heading their way now. Yeah, it's, it's such, it's such suffering. Crazy. So, yeah, people can do something to help out. Missiontothebeloved.com. Uh, that's where you can find it. It's a nonprofit. Um, actually, my wife helps run it, so there's no overhead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It is every dollar you give is going to go right to Father Lewis, who's going to be able to give it right to some of the many, many people in need. But uh, if you know, certainly your prayers and if you can help with that mission to mission to the beloved dot com would be a great way to help. That's great. Yeah. Father Lewis is an alumni, just a great, great yeah. brother. As oh, well, so. Just an amazing man of God. So we're starting school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You ready? No. How close are you? Well, here's the trick. So I'm actually teaching summer classes okay. online and they end on Friday with classes starting on like Tuesday. Nice. So I am, nice. I, and I'm just kind of buried with last minute projects, the final papers, taking a week off was great for the retreat, but it didn't alleviate yeah, right, any right, workload. Right, right. Oh, and then lightning struck my house. That's what you said. That's such a drag. Uh, what a drag. At least it won't happen again. Oh, I don't know about that. I, yeah, it, it was it was really bad. So my TV got fried. My two receivers got fried. 
So my kid's PlayStation got fried, which isn't a horrible thing, I guess, in the scheme of things. But the problem is they, they had a PlayStation 4 fried, dead. Do they make PlayStation 4s anymore? No, they do not. What do they have? PlayStation 5. Great. Where can I get one? You can't. There's like no stock. It's like the hardest thing Are to get. Are you kidding? No, I'm like, not Do you kidding. have to get all the new games, like PlayStation 4 games, well, going to 5? No, I guess they're all, they're all retroactive. So if I get okay. a 5, they can just play all their 4 games. Okay. And then as we get stuff, we were probably going to get a 5 at some point anyway. I mean, my kids actually just mostly like the sport games. You know, okay. Like they play FIFA all the time. But like now I'm like following like Twitter handles, you know, like PS5 launch times. And like they have these weird like windows. It's like at Best Buy at 2 o'clock on this so day. Ridiculous. And I have better things to do with my why time. Don't you, but. Why don't you have the kids plant a garden? Hmm. Build houses. Yeah, it comes comes from the celibate, right? right. <laughs> no, what, well, when you... Maybe that's like, what the Lord wants us to so do. So the kids getting ready for school and all that, is that a crazy time in your house? Just like Yes, okay. it is. Yeah, okay. and it's, it's really crazy for Jenny. She's got... Um, this year we just did everything through staples.com and we have boxes of I remember as a kid being able everything to go, together. so ridiculous that I would get excited about school supplies because <laughs> I hated school, right? So it's just funny. But I remember going to the store and you get your notebooks. Right, and yeah. God bless you moms your and dads are doing all that. And you can get like something cool. You get like a new lunchbox. I remember that. Was yeah, awesome. yeah. I remember yeah. I got a Dukes of Hazard lunchbox. Did you really? Oh, I didn't dude, see that I was, coming. I was rocking that. Man. I didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. It was awesome. I don't. Did you have school lunch in your school or did you take yes. a lunch? Yeah. Uh, no. It, no. We just said it was always, at the school. We always took our lunch. Yep. We didn't have. Oh, lunch, oh I, I see lunch. what you mean. I thought you meant like you could go home for school. No, 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 no. Uh, n- let me see. High school, we had lunch options, but I pretty much, surprise, surprise, brought my own food, <laughs> which is kind of just a peanut butter sandwich every day. <laughs> but it is, there's some exciting, there's something really cool. Some, one tradition uh, that Jenny always does is she always takes a picture of the kids at the front door in their school uniforms. And she just has this yeah, that's like cool. gallery of I mean, I you just see them grow. And Joey's getting a, big. Joey is. I saw a picture of Joey. It's like, good Lord. Yeah, Joey's getting big. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember, again, as a kid, you know, you go and you get your, your I don't know, an outfit or two that you'd wear your first <laughs> Did day. you go to Catholic schools when you were younger? I went to Catholic elementary school, but we did not have a Catholic uh, high school. So I went okay. to the first seven years. I went to Catholic school. Did you have uniforms then? No, we did not. You did, which is interesting. Cowboy boots yeah. and vests, right? Because yeah, yeah. that's what you yeah, do in yeah. Durango. Chaps. Right. <laughs> and chaps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Place to water the horses of course. during recess. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So totally understandable. But no, I seriously, I I hated school. And really? I honestly, I didn't take, my brother tells the story, I don't think it's true, that I made him carry my books home from school one day. I love the social aspect. I love the sports. I just, honestly, truth be told, all right, I'm going to put this out here right now. Okay. I started taking school really seriously in graduate school. I mean, I did yeah. I did okay in college. Yeah. I, I didn't do, honestly, I didn't do great in high school. What did you major in college? Well, I was a poli-sci major, but okay. then when I transferred here, it was, and I knew I was going to become religious. I changed to philosophy, philosophy and theology. Yeah, okay, sure. But, um, you know, when I got into graduate school, it was really the first time that I just, I said, okay, I'm going to take this seriously and i remember talking to my brother one time was really smart and i'd gotten all a's except for a b plus and i was complaining he goes wait a minute where's my brother this isn't my brother <laughs> right and i said you know there's a direct correlation between studying and getting good grades yeah he goes yeah dave there is it's, yeah you know, shocker right, yeah right so is it a fun time in your home like i'm just i'm trying to imagine right now our listeners getting their 
their kids read, those who have kids or grandkids and all that. There, it, there's something cool about it in the sense that, at least in terms of like family dynamics, you know, the summer's coming to an end and something new is beginning. And so, you know, you, you get those like dramatic transition moments, which, which are kind of fun. Um, the kids are looking forward to it. They're not looking forward to getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and now actually the dynamic is interesting because Bobby is going to college. Okay. Going to Franciscan okay. here, which is great. So, um, you know, I, I have five boys and two girls. Uh, so two kids are already in college. With Bobby going to college now, that's going to be three kids in college and three boys in college. The house like shifts. Now it's a oh, yeah. two girl, two boy house. Okay. And the girls are definitely the the dominant. Yeah, I know you're <laughs> the girls. dominant force yeah, in it. Girls. So it's going to be a really interesting year, but I'm I'm excited about it. it. It's funny. I've been getting some messages on Instagram from moms who are friends of mine, Michelle Benzinger, yeah, who, yeah, yeah, who does the Abiding Podcast. I think they've got a podcast or something like I that. I don't know. I've heard about it. Vaguely. But she she says, uh, you know, they're on season twelve. She's been crying like four times a day because <laughs> it's their first that's coming. Oh, is college. that right? Yeah. And she goes, you know, Father Dave, you got to be ready. You know, I'm gonna start crying every minute. Is it then, is the kid coming here? Yeah, he, he is. Awesome. And then, but then from that, like four other mothers, because I posted it and tagged it, and four other mothers have emailed me or texted me or DM or whatever, saying the same thing. I said, Father Dave, this is so hard. We don't know what first we're kid going do. to college is really tough. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. But, but I was laughing because a buddy of mine, they said the first one that they dropped off, it was so hard. Yeah. They've got they're dropped off their fourth one. They said we didn't even stop the car. You know. <laughs> Just open up the door. <laughs> right. And we'll see you at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. like anything. It's yeah. just, uh, whatever. Yeah, we dodged the bullet with John because he came here, but Colby was tough. Yeah, Like sure. flying to England and like leaving was like, this is weird. Yeah. Because you're yeah. in a different country now. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. was even crazier. Yeah. What what language do they speak there? Uh, they speak British. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it is, it is an exciting time. You know, um, you know, I was looking forward to this beginning of the semester, kind of starting off like a normal semester. And we're doing the best we can here. You know, the spike in, in COVID, all that just has, we have to be more attentive to it. But yeah. we're ready to go. We've got a great incoming class. Uh, Our largest ever. Is it? I don't know. I, thought I don't so. think so. I, I don't think it's like, I think oh. it's the second or third largest. It's a big class. I don't think we quite made the largest, right? But, but Austria's up and uh, running. They're, they're, they're there. Students are starting to arrive. That's so, great. you know, thank the Lord. The reality is, is we need to start getting back to normal life. We yeah. just do. I mean, it's going to be the Delta variant. Again, I don't, I know that people are, it's difficult and it's hard and it's scary and and people have suffered. We just, well, a good friend of one of our friars yeah. just died. He's 28 oh, really? years old, just died of COVID. I mean, yeah. he had bad asthma. It's it's funny how we say, but he had bad, but he died, right? And it's yeah. just that's just an awful thing. And thank you all for the prayers for Ben Gessler. We yeah. had talked about him a couple of weeks ago. He is out of ICU. He's, he's in physical therapy he's now. In, he's yeah. Please, know, Lord, he's baby doing steps okay. to yep. better. You know, he hasn't needed dialysis for a few days. Please keep him for, in your prayers. Yeah. So I don't want to minimize any of that, right? But the reality is, and just reading thing that this is now going to kind of be part of our life, and. Yeah. And we've, we've got to begin to, what does that look like? What is the new way? Of, so, you know, we're, we're ready to, we're going to have students back. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited. I'm actually, can't wait till Thursday and help students move in. And it's going to be fun. It should be great. Is Bob's going to be on campus? We're figuring that out. Okay. Right all right. We're figuring so, that we'll, out. We'll, we'll do that, that offline. Another, another conversation yeah, with that. Yeah. Here's the last question, maybe of the podcast. Who okay. gets to name these things? 
Like the Delta variant. Like, was that like American Airlines like gave like CDC a I lot of so. money to be like, just call it Delta. No, let's call it United. Because remember, it was like the coronavirus and then Corona beer was like, what? Why'd you yeah, call it yeah, that? Yeah. You know, like maybe we just can't find. That's a really good question. Yeah. Let's, we're going to have a email if you want to name the next variant. <laughs> okay. So go ahead. Email us at hope at franciscan.com and we'll name the next Franciscan.edu. Oh, that's Franciscan.edu. Right. Yeah. Where were you last season? Well, it's a new oh, this season. This is a new season. <laughs> it's a new baby. season, baby. All right. All right. Let's close with the prayer. Well, first off, just it is good to be back. And thank yeah. you so much. We we just I I I enjoy this and I think people enjoy it and appreciate it. So it's just Amen. good to be back. Father, we thank you for your love for us and the way you're continually pouring out your heart and your spirit upon us. Jesus, we pray for healing for all of us. It's not just for some people. It's not just for them. But you want to restore and make new each one of us. I ask your blessing upon our listener who is struggling most today, that you would be present to them, pour out your love and your spirit, your truth and your light into their heart. May Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's have Amen. a good year. Amen. Thank you, Father Dave. And thank all of you for uh, tuning back in for season two. Season two, baby. Of they That Hope. Hey, if you can help Haiti, it's missiontothebeloved.com, missiontothebeloved.com. And if you can, send us an email, hope at franciscan.edu, hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. Amen.